Well, praise the Lord and good day to you and welcome to the Old Path Bible Study. <coughs> I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here in my office, Queen City, Texas, right here at Crossway Church. Glad you're with us this morning, gathered around God's Word. There's no better place to be. <coughs> I can guarantee you that. Today is our uh, first session in chapter 13. So this is Hebrews chapter 13, part 1. We had 27 sessions in Hebrews chapter 12, so I encourage you to go back to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and you can watch those sessions there. Get your pencil and your paper. This is Bible college. This is a Bible class, verse by verse through every chapter. And this morning, we begin our last chapter here in the wonderful, wonderful book of Hebrews. And I'll have to say, the Lord has surely imparted and engrafted His wonderful words of truth, many of them in my heart over this Bible study in Hebrews. We have two-and-a-half-year teaching of, of Romans, two-and-a-half-year teaching of Galatians, Ephesians, the same amount of time, verse by verse. We don't get in any hurry. We know the Lord's coming probably today. I'm looking for Him, but if He doesn't, we just keep walking in the truth and thankful to be found doing so. So today, Hebrews chapter 13, let's look at verse 1. We better get started because time flies so fast when you're in the Word of God. Here we see in verse 1 of chapter 13 our, our opportunity to, to see that which we must continue in, which is always the case, love. Let brotherly love continue. And we could say it this way, and it means it this way. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. I mean, that, that's what we're called to. We're called to love. Now, I understand that sometimes love is seen in different ways, and, and we have to know that. Love is not me getting my way. Love is God getting His way, and His way is for His people to maintain faith in the very object they began with their faith in, and that's His Son and what He did at Calvary. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verses 9 and 10, that love, love manifests itself at the cross, that God giving His Son at Calvary for the propitiation of our sins is the love of God. He tells us there, it's not your love, it's His love for you. That's the love of God. And, and you need to understand that. The manifestation of God's love, and, and Jesus did manifest the love of God in His earthly life, His love for His heavenly Father and His heavenly Father's love for the people there through Christ because Jesus, who is God, is love. And he manifests that there. But the only place of impartation, the only place where Romans chapter 5, verse 5 comes into play, into experience for us, where God said he shed his love abroad in our hearts, 
was through our faith in Christ's death. Not reading the Bible, not this, not that, not my feelings or emotions. The love of God can be imparted, flooded into, shed abroad into the heart of man through no other avenue, no other object of faith than the death of Jesus. The Bible makes that clear. So we're told to keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. We're brotherly love, continuing brotherly love. Now, Paul, he, 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 the Holy Spirit through Paul tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that it doesn't matter if you speak every language in the world. It's what it says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not love. I become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. If, listen, without love, we're not doing anything but making useless noise. That's what, the, that's what the truth is here. Without love, without our continuing in love, then we're not doing anything but making noise. It don't matter what you're saying, the Bible says. If you're not continuing in love, you're just making a bunch of racket. But you got to know this. Love is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. And I know you say, well, it'll give you emotions. Yes, so will anything. You have emotions right now. Uh, You have feelings right now. If you're awake, your feelings and your emotions are functioning. Now, certain things happen to cause them to be affected, to be stirred, And love is one of those. But love is not a feeling. Love is not an emotion. God is love. And that love was manifest at the cross in Christ Jesus offering himself. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that scripture there in John 3.16 really says in like manner, God loved the world. And what do you mean by that, preacher? If you back up and read what's said right there prior to John 3.16, he's talking about as the serpent was raised up on the pole. Then he says in John 3.16, in this manner, God so loved, God loved the world. Really, the true rendering is in this manner, God loved the world. It's really, it's really not God so loved the world, but we know his love is so beyond everything we can imagine. It is because it's who he is. But he revealed it to us in what he did. So again, the true rendering there is in this manner, God gave his son. Because he loved us. That's why he did what he did. And he shed his love abroad in our hearts when we were born again. The very love that we saw through the gospel. But watch this. He says in verse 2 in 1 Corinthians 13. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Without love, he says, we are nothing. And without love, we're only making a bunch of racket. 
Did not Jesus tell us that this is how the world would know that we are His disciples, that we have love one to another? And that can't be something we just start out in and then grow weary of. And we have to be careful of all that. So let's get back now to Hebrews 13 and 1. And it says, let brotherly love continue. Well, brotherly love cannot continue without faith in the sacrifice. Now, we can work hard to love each other. It'll never work because our working hard has never gotten anything done. Let me say that again. You can work hard to love each other. You can even get up out of the bed every morning and say, I'm choosing to love today. Well, that ain't going to work for you, honey. Only thing you can really choose that's proper that'll work for you is to maintain your faith in the actual one and the actual place that God gave you that measure of faith to be able to function so that that love that was shed abroad in your heart, you can continue in it. But you will only continue in that love outside of feelings and emotions, although you'll have them. It'll be faith at work. Get that now. We'll talk about this today. But I want, I want to read this scripture to you. Uh, let me read this one first there, where we just were in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6, that we call the, the charity or the love chapter. And it's an amazing chapter, and it needs to be something we uh, 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 perpetually look into because it tells us what love's going to look like. It tells us what love looks like when it's taking place. Watch this, verse 13, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 6. Love rejoices not in iniquity, but it rejoices in the truth. Love rejoices in the truth. Love won't rejoice in iniquity. That's not love. You can call it love. It's like homosexuals out there thinking they love each other. You can't love each other with godly love in sin. You can't love, you can't, listen, get, get how simple this is. The Bible teaches that while we're making our calling and election sure, we won't stumble. And it's only while we're making our calling and election sure that we are in the experience of loving our Savior. Isn't that what Jesus taught? Those that love me are those who are obeying me. Then he makes sure we understand by turning it around. He said, and if they're not obeying me, it's because they don't love me. Now, we may say we love God, we love Jesus, but the question is, right now, are we loving him? Because when I'm doing that big piece of stupid, I'm not loving on my Jesus. Because love, Jesus is the truth, and what he did at Calvary makes him our truth, liberating truth. And, and, and true godly love is not going to rejoice in iniquity, which homosexuality is. And so are other things. But homosexuality is like in your face. God made me this way. He don't have a problem with it, which means they don't know the God we know. Come on, somebody. And that's not love. They don't love each other with a godly love. And while anybody, anywhere, is committing any kind of sin, they are in that moment not loving Christ. I want you to know that. You might say, well, I love Christ, but, well, maybe, maybe you're listening to me today and you don't know why you can't get out of that sin. 
that's got you trapped and bound. And you say, well, I've been in it so long. It's, how, how will I ever get out? The cross of Christ. God's grace is sufficient. If you begin to learn that Jesus pardoned you and forgave you of your sins and he forgives you when you ask him to if you're asking on the grounds of what he did at Calvary. Shed his blood for the forgiveness of your sins. But my friend, until you begin to learn that you were crucified with him, he suffered and put your old man to death and buried him. And when he come out of that grave, he didn't bring you out as a believer, as an old creation. He brought you out all new. That's what the love of God did. Brought you out of the grave with Christ in Christ as a totally new creation. God didn't use anything of the old to make you new. And we're not getting into that. But the point is, love is not going to rejoice in sin. Love is not going to make excuses for sin. If it is, if we're making excuses for sin and rejoicing in sin, there's no love there. I might have got saved and God did shed His love abroad in my heart. But while I'm... While I'm living in sin, committing acts of sin, I am not loving Jesus. I may say I love the Lord, but I am not loving the Lord. I may say I believe in the cross, but I'm not trusting in my union with Christ in his death. Because the Bible says, if I am... While I'm making my calling and election sure, 2 Peter 1 and 10, write it down, look at it. I won't stumble, I won't fall. You have to admit as an honest person, every time you've ever stumbled and fell into sin, it's when you were not trusting in Christ. You put him on the back burner so your flesh could go after something it was lusting for. Hey, that's just the reality. But love won't do that. Love won't do that. I said love won't do that. So what does that tell us? We're not functioning in the love relationship we have supposed to be experiencing with Christ when, we, when we're doing something we're not supposed to be. Oh, we love the Lord, but all of a sudden we find we love ourselves more. Oh, let's say that one more time. Oh, we love Christ. We love the Lord but we find out we love ourselves more. And until you learn that your, your faith, your faith from your heart has to be in Christ dying for you and you dying with him and you have to account your death with him, reckon yourself to be dead indeed unto the sin nature and alive unto God through the Lord Jesus Christ. Until you learn to fight that good fight of faith, you're going to spend your whole life talking about you love the Lord, but your life ain't going to have no show of it. Come on now. Love will not rejoice in iniquity, but it does rejoice in the truth. Hallelujah. Love rejoices in the truth. Now, here, here is Jesus teaching himself, without teaching through the apostles as he did and all the writings and prophets and the laws and the Psalms and the apostles of the New Testament. It's all the teaching of Christ. All of it. It's all the Word of God and Jesus Christ is the living Word of God and it's the Spirit of Christ who gave all of these men what they wrote. So watch what Jesus taught, we read it in Matthew 24 and 12, it's really something that has to be looked at when you're talking about love. Because in 
Hebrews 13 and 1, we're told to continue in brotherly love. And in Matthew 24 and 12, we see the one reason that will prevent us from continuing in brotherly love. And, and continuing in brotherly love means that you're continuing to show the love of God that's been shed abroad in your heart for your brothers and your sisters. That means you're not going to forsake the assembling together of yourselves. You're, you're not going to throw out the church because, because they irritated you or made you mad or this or that. You're not going to throw them out. Now, now, you don't have to put up with false doctrine. You don't, have to sit, you don't have to sit there under any mixture. You're told to turn away from such. To, to I mean, God's never going to send you back into what he brought you out of unless he sends you with the message of the cross. And you be very, very careful because there's people now going back into what they came out of and they're not carrying the message of the cross back into it. And so th that's not love. That's not love. Watch what Jesus taught, Matthew 24, 12. And because iniquity shall abound. And in this 24th chapter of Matthew, he's talking about what it's going to look like in the end times. These end times. He was given a description of that. And we are, it's not coming, buddy. We all wrapped up in it. We're even beyond the middle part of it. We're coming up to the end of the end that Jesus described here. And it is coming upon us fast. This nation that we are in now, America, and others also will suffer through things that we never could even imagine in our mind in the days ahead. I'm talking about even us Christians if the Lord tarries. I'm talking about things are going to happen that's happened to other countries that we never thought, could never picture, would ever happen here. It is coming. I've told you for three years or more that the shelves would be laid bare and that this country, talking about the church, is going to reap what it has sown, which is its trust and, 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 and leisures and, and just everything. We praise God for all the blessings. But when we're all about the blessing and not the blesser, there's coming a day of reckoning. You can count on it. It's coming. And, and it ain't because of, of, of the world. It's because of the church. The church should be standing in righteousness and declaring it. Hallelujah. Not ashamed of the gospel. I encourage you. I encourage you to share. Help me share the truth on social media. Amen. And, and, and quit, quit just sharing the little lollipop stuff you like. And when the warnings are out there, share that too. Because how are the people going to be awakened unto righteousness unless they wake up one day and realize they're not in righteousness? How are they going to wake up one day and realize they hadn't been walking in the truth unless somebody tells them they're not walking in the truth? I understand people get mad and irritated when they're confronted with their make-believe and pretend Christianity like everything's good. But my friend, if that doesn't happen, how are they ever going to get out of it? Was it not love that, that God sent Jesus into Israel in the state they were in? Was, it, was that not love for him to go and rebuke them and correct them? Was that not love? Be careful. Be careful that you don't misidentify love that, 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 that exists without correction. There is no such thing as love that exists without correction. There's no such thing as love that exists without correction. The Lord even told us in the Word to, to uh, discipline with a rod our children. 
because we love them. Come on now. There, people who don't want to be warned, don't want to be a part of the warning, then they're missing out on, on, on a great aspect of the love of God. And, and just uh, you, there are people on social media, if you talk about love, they're all over it. If, you, if there's any warning, man, they're off, they're off because they, don't, they run from suffering. They run from suffering, but the greatest picture of God's love was God's suffering for humanity because of sin, our sin. So don't run. Don't run from, don't run from the manifestation of love in suffering. Don't run from the manifestation of love in warning because your Savior, Jesus Christ, showed up and warned Israel, and that was love. That was love. Don't run. I mean, I mean, let's think about it. Are there not people on social media? If it's little tiddlywink stuff, and if it's just sweet, and and all this, they're all over it. But my Lord, if something comes out that that that's, that's straightforward about the truth and shows you're in it or you're not, and man, they they run from that. Even get irritated about it because they don't really understand the fullness of what God's love is. And I don't mean somebody does. I mean they, they just got this love thing is one-sided, one-sided, just the way I feel, emotions. They don't understand that love, love produced a very ugly picture in the natural and still can. But in the spirit, it's beautiful. Look at Calvary, the greatest manifestation of God's love was also the ugliest picture of who man is and what man could do. The cross is God's correction toward all of humanity. But you, do you see that? The cross of Christ is God's rebuke and reproof and correction toward all humanity. At the same time, it's His offering to become His, the God of love. So Jesus says in Matthew 24, 12, And because iniquity shall abound. The love of many shall wax cold. That means slowly fade away. Why? Because iniquity, iniquity abounding is what caused love to wax cold. And the only thing that prevent, hear me this morning, the only thing that, pre, you can't prevent it. The only thing that prevents iniquity from abounding in our hearts is the love of the truth, which is faith in the cross of Christ, the place where iniquity was completely dealt with, put away by the love of God through putting His own Son to death. I want to read this again. Jesus taught it, and I hope the Lord just explodes it as a huge light in your heart today. Because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. When you can't love people, it's because iniquity is abounding. I don't care what you say. There's no, no excuse for the child of God not to be able to love somebody. Now, I know it's easier. Get this. I know it's easier said than experienced because there's some horrible things that could be done to you or your children or your grandchildren by other people that, would, that, that might bring us to a point where we say, well, you know, I know I'm supposed to forgive them. God, God help me. I, I, but I'm telling you, right, I, 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 I can't love them. Have you ever been there? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's not an impossibility to be delivered from that place. Because what looked impossible with men, God said, is possible with him. And he proved that at Calvary. 
You have to be looking to the cross. My friend, if you listen to these people who are trying to get your attention away from the focus of Calvary for all the time, for all the scriptures, iniquity is going to begin to abound in your life because where the, our focus is not the cross and our identity with Christ in His death by faith, our union with Him in His death by faith, iniquity is going to abound. And you can see where it's happening because ministers and saints alike will begin to venture away, you know, saying we need to move, we need to move on. And what they need is we need to quit focusing on the cross so much. And they'll stop saying the cross because they don't like others who are becoming determined to say and to, and to believe and to trust in nothing but the cross through all of the scriptures. And they begin to fade away. And, and they'll come to the grips one day, we pray, because the fire fire has gone out. They, right now, the, somebody's listening to me today, the fire has gone out. And it's because they're trapped in the fear of man instead of the fear of the Lord where he continues to show you his covenant, Psalms 25, 14. So the reason love waxes cold is because iniquity abounds. And the reason iniquity abounds is because we're not clinging to the cross. Oh, I know. We believe in the cross. We have to. We're Christians. But when we stop trusting moment by moment, striving to depend upon and trust in our union with our Christ in his death, my friend, if that's not what your faith is in, iniquity is already starting the abounding process. And you will wax cold from love. And you will make every excuse in the world. And you will be deceived and, and tell that you do love them, but you don't love them because love has a manifestation. It's not just words. God didn't just say, I love you. He loved us enough to send His Son to die for us. His Son loved us enough to come and be obedient unto death. And the Holy Spirit loves us enough to turn us over and to deliver us unto that death always, 2 Corinthians 4.11. And that's the love of God. And those who run from the cross are running from the love of God. Those who run, those who just want to talk about the love of God are running from the love of God. If the cross is not brought into the center of that and kept there. Not just the word cross, but our union in the death of Christ. That's our experience of love. Hallelujah. And that's the only place of refuge that we will be found where iniquity does not abound and move us away from a true love that you can read of the experience in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That is the picture of love. The real, truest, and greatest picture of love is the cross of Christ. If you're not looking there, and let me say it again, you can't wake up and just choose to love and love. Well, I'm going to love everybody today. No, you're not. No, you're not. The extent, the extent of what you're going to do, you just did it when you said you're going to love everybody. And then you found out by the end of the day, you didn't love everybody. Amen. This has been a powerful teaching this morning, but we're called to continue in what we began in, brotherly love. Love for the brothers and sisters that we have in Christ. We're called to continue in that. Amen.
And remember, love rejoices in the truth, and truth is Jesus and what Jesus did at Calvary. How do I know that? Because well, people right now, well, the whole Bible's truth. Yeah, the whole Bible is truth. If it's seen in the light of the one who claimed to be the truth, and you're led by the spirit of truth into the liberty that the truth brings, and there's no liberty. There's no experience of liberty outside of true love. And true love is what God did for you on the cross in His Son. Hallelujah. Do you know that? This is why we preach the cross. It's why Paul preached the cross. It's why God slew His Son, the Lamb, before the foundation of the world because everything had to be based on that love. And that's why there's only one object of faith, even though we got lots of, lots of words in the Bible and we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But every word... Every word must be dipped in the blood of Jesus or it won't be love. It'll be something we feel, some emotion. Every word, every word of God must be dipped in the blood of Jesus before it can be applied to our hearts. Not just because we're saved. Every word must have the application through our faith in the blood. Church hadn't known this, but it's hearing it now. You say, well, oh, uh, God telling you something out there on that back 40 years. Well, how's the whole church going to hear it? I'm going to tell you who's going to hear it. Those who are hungry to hear it. There's other men and women, boys and girls all over the earth here and there. Here and there. Home groups, storefronts, a church occasionally here in the focus of Calvary. And where they hear it, that's where the fear of the Lord is found. And the fear of the Lord is a strong confidence, a fountain of life, a refuge, a place where death was destroyed and life is found. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Guess what? 30 minutes is up. We got to quit. I love you, and I'm thankful for those of you who have found us online and gather around God's Word with us every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time and every Friday morning, cross time with Pastor Curtis in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. Sister Angel Peace will be here with me in the church, and she'll be singing. We'll worship the Lord for a little bit and have a time of prayer in the morning starting at 9 a.m. sharp, and then we'll get back into the Word, 1 Peter chapter 2 and we're looking forward to that so join us don't forget if the Lord stirs your heart to, to, to give an offering to him through this ministry then you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can simply text the word give to the number 903-231-5950 become a greater part in what God's doing be a part of the reach of His long arm of salvation through this ministry where you're learning the truth. You're becoming more grounded in the truth of the cross than ever before. And I'm thankful for every single one of you. Pray for us. God bless you. Have a great day. And until I see you again, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.